I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of like this vibe with uh, you sitting there with a cat in your lap. It's cool. And just kind of really sitting back the on the couch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boy, point. pass me the beer. <laughs> I do feel like uh, a Bond villain. Yeah, but like a 2020 Bond villain that's on a Zoom call with James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bond, I'd love to see you in person, but social distancing rules, you know, yeah. I don't want to break the law. Wait, wait a minute. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to send an email. <laughs> uh. Hello, folks, and welcome to Hey Brew, the podcast about beer and storytelling. Each week, one of us brings a beer. And they tell a story, often tangentially, but mostly related to the beer. My name is Elliot. And my name is Mike. G'day, Mike. How's it going, mate? Uh, yeah, not bad. I have lost track of what time means, and I don't know how long we've been in isolation, but I'm doing all right. Uh, I have the impression that we were born in isolation, we will die in isolation. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe, we're all, maybe. Maybe we are in the Matrix after all. Haha, <laughs> let's not start that. That could be a long and different podcast. Uh, uh, no, I know what you mean, though, because I, I had a conversation today where I realized that hours drag, but days somehow disappear in the blink of an eye. Like, I looked yeah. up, and it's Thursday night. Yeah, like, although the, uh, the, other, the other day, my body does this thing it does sometimes where it just fucking wakes up at, like, 6.30, and I cannot get back to sleep, no matter how much sleep I've had. So I was like, well, I guess I'm up now. So I got up, had breakfast and did some stuff and then looked at my phone. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's only 8.30. I feel like I've been up for so long. Yeah. And then very, very the rest of the day just fucking went. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, man. I feel that. I feel that. Mm. Anyway, that darkness aside, yeah. uh, any exciting beer news? Um well, I'm basically just slowly working through my my stores. Uh, you know, not you know, pun intended, I guess, not being able to go out and and get a lot of beer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the deliveries from the likes of Garage Project and Hop Nation that we spoke about in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Um, yeah, still working through some of that. The the latest fresh uh, IPA from Garage Project is fucking oh, sick. So the the ap- the April fresh uh, for reference. Um, Absolutely wild. I, I think I ordered four of them and I think I'm down to one. Um, it's just, it's a very, very th- uh, dank, hazy boy. I think I would describe it, it as. It is a girthy, dense, hazy, yeah. light cannot escape its surface beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I had that because I put a photo up um, on the, on the uh, Instagram, I think last night of like that next to uh, the Hop Nation is it like the Dream Dream Weaver Dream Catcher? I forget the name of it. Dream Feeder. Dream Weaver. No, it's Dream yeah. Dream yeah. Feeder. I think it is. Um, it is, which yeah. is a much lighter but still hazy kind of IPA, and it's just yeah. like chalk and cheese in terms of the 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 darkness between the two beers. Oh, but yeah. yeah, both both delicious. Um, but yeah, that that Garage Project uh, April Fresh is real good. Mm, mm, it's some delicious shit. Yeah. Um. What have I been up to? I'm I'm super low on beers, and I'm gonna. Oh, I tell you, I've been doing. I've been drinking some stuff since last time from um, our good friend Zach at Inner North. Um, oh yeah, I saw that they those. they had their store up now. Yeah, so um, that's really great. And I've got um, one big seven fifty mil bottle of that left because I drank mm-hmm. all the cans and the other bottles. Um, yeah, I was, and then I was gonna, gonna ask. It's it's bottles and cans, right? Uh, yeah. So just clap your hands. Just clap your hands. Yeah, what? <laughs> Where it's at? It's um, it's a Beck reference. You don't get many of them to the pound. No. Um, but yeah, so I had I had quite a bit of those. I've got the when life gives you lemongrass left. So I'm quite excited about that. But oh I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a recommendation for another brewery to buy some mixed beers from. I'm thinking I might go for um another uh, probably another Melbourne brewery, but maybe something like Westside Aleworks or something like that. Like one yeah. of the smaller, more independent ones. Yeah, I think. Um, are Mister Banks doing stuff? Um, ooh, I hadn't thought about Mister Banks or Mornington. Yeah. yeah, well, the other option is to go to the likes of a Carwin <gasps> Cellars or something like that because they're doing a lot of local focus stuff at the moment too. Mate, what about Dayton's? Ooh, yeah, yeah. If you can get your hand oh. on some Dayton stuff, like they they were doing direct delivery before all of this, so they're probably okay. pretty well equipped. Okay, well, I'm going to just quickly open up 
uh, thing with note. Dayton's beer and then come Make back to this. Later. Um, yeah. Yep. So when this is finished, I can just put an order in. It won't be here yeah. for tomorrow, which is a sad. So I have to go to the bottle shop, which is not yeah, sad. Well, so no. Um, yeah. yeah. I guess the only the only other like thing I've noticed just now looking at myself in this camera is I need a fucking haircut, dude. Like we all need haircuts, dude. Except yeah, for women like, apparently this, who have all been cutting their own hair. The shit at the front is just getting out of out of hand. Like I've got some clippers. I could shave my head tomorrow, uh, but I'm afraid of doing that. I might just I might just see what happens. Mike, you can't even see the headphone band in my hair at the moment. No, that like, well, so look, mine's mine's getting getting near that too. But uh, yeah, yeah. I've also everybody's decided to treat like, myself. Yeah, go on. Go on. Oh, I was going to uh, say I decided to treat myself to a um, bit of a porn mo as well, which is currently in in progress. That is what I was going to say. Is like so many people are starting to experiment with growing their hair out and or facial hair, and it's fucking yeah. weird. I can't wait for everybody to like come out of isolation. Everybody's just I'm like Robin Williams really, in Jumanji. Yeah, us all emerge blinking into the daylight <laughs> uh, from our uh, hibernation, all yeah. looking like Howard Moon. Yes, yes, yeah, very excited good. about. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's what's going on, I guess. Um, it's the Hebrew isolation check-in. Yeah, um, I guess uh, because there's not a whole lot of beer chat and stuff like that prior to, because we can't say what breweries we've been to this time. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, why don't we jump into the episode proper? Yeah, let's let's get into this beer. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah, because. I think the later we leave Ooh. this, the more it's going to ruin our lives. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right. So I guess a bit of table setting for the folks at home. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, do you want to explain when you yeah, got this and shit? There's a bit of backstory here. So I, I bought two cans of this beer last year at some point. I don't actually remember where it was. Um, and I've basically been afraid to do this episode until now. Uh, so uh, I, I guess think we behind- jokingly talked about doing this beer for a little while. And then you were like, I bought it. And I was like... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so normally, Elliot will come to my place and we'll record there, uh, which is, you know, what, like a 30-minute plus drive, depending on traffic. But, um, yeah. You know, if, if we're planning to do stuff like a double episode or something with like a higher alcohol content, you you might take public transport or an Uber, but that, you know, starts to get a little yeah, awkward. It takes but, fucking ages. Yeah. So, so th- this beer um, has an 18% alcohol rating. Um, so I, I've, I've been reluctant to kind of push that on Elliot because that's a lot to ask is like, Hey, I need you to not drive today. Um, ah, nah, that's fine. You know me. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm a willing participant in my own destruction. Yeah. Aren't we all? Uh, but the, I guess if, if you had to find a silver lining to this whole isolation thing, it means that we're both at our respective houses. So it's a lot safer for us to drink. This fucking five point three standard drinks in this can each. Yeah, I mean the worst thing that could happen now is I undercook my chicken for dinner and I give myself food poisoning. Uh, I mean, or you could just order some food. Like, let's be real, that might be better, safer for all of us. I, I, I'm not concerned that I'm going to do that. It was no. more just an observation of the hazards. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. I'll um, undercook my cat. Yeah. What? Hang on. What? Nothing. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So basically, now, now of of all the of all the times we've recorded, now literally feels like the best and safest time to to finally do this beer. So so let's let's talk about this beer first. Um, yeah. So this one this one comes to us from Hope Brewery. Uh, they're based up in New South Wales. Yeah, um, in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales. Yeah. They're um they're out in the vineyards. They're well. It's funny you say that. So. They're based about 40 minutes north of Newcastle on uh, the Hope Estate. Um, so they are a, a winery and in a, in a big estate there. So they grow all their own stuff on the estate and produce the uh, produce the wine there. And then in 2015 is when they actually started the Hope Brewery um, on the estate. Yeah, so they're they're obviously well known for, for the wine they produce uh, as well mm-hmm. as uh, the beer uh since 2015 uh they also any hope beer before i don't think so i think think maybe you've had some of this stuff but look, i've had a couple of things and they've got a new england ipa that i'm quite keen to try because i see it around but um it's i find i don't see it in shops outside of new south wales Um, yeah okay so i have to order it online and i generally rarely order beer online yeah whereas i i'm basically for the most part the other way around like i've done a lot of shopping 
for my beer online um, through a couple of different stores, but mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm focusing a bit more on, on local stuff. Um, the Hope Estate also uh, has Australia's, according to them, Australia's largest purpose-built outdoor concert amphitheatre. So they do a lot of sort of live music and stuff on the on the estate as well. That um, that sentence had more and more caveats the longer I know. it went on. I know that's why Australia's I said, largest. To them. Yeah, well, it's also like Australia's largest purpose built outdoor concert grade ceramic lined <laughs> amphitheater. So like, yeah. hang on a second, you just you're just qualifying that more and more. Like I am yeah. Australia's tallest Elliot Spirit. Yeah, I think maybe it's down to like seating capacity in terms of the size, but you know, a lot of a lot of wineries will do live music and wine yeah, as, a, a as an event though. pairing. So, yeah, they've got Fleetwood a bit of that Mac going on. Around yeah, there true. In, uh, the Yarra Valley a little while back, or at least I yeah. think they were meant to. I don't know if it got cancelled because of the fires. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so like I said, this beer is eighteen percent at a in a three hundred and seventy five mil can uh, comes out to five point three standard drinks. Fucking uh, Jesus! Yeah, I know. It's five point three each. Like, even if, like, if we were to split one of these, it wouldn't actually be that much beer, but we'd still get wasted. <laughs> yeah, we'd be, it, we'd be on our way, wouldn't we? Yeah, well, because we're r- realistically drinking it within the space of an hour. Uh, and it, it's two nine percent cans, or yeah. <laughs> it, it's the equivalent to four four and a half percent cans, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to to actually. Talk about the, uh, the the name of the beer and all that. Uh, so we've got the FA eighteen percent Rhino I I I I IPA. So it's five eyes. So quintuple IPA. Yeah. Um, so basically, when I've talked to people about this beer, I'll say, you know, you've got an IPA, and that's that's pretty standard. Then if you add another I, you get like Imperial, or often called Double IPA. That just you know a bit more flavor, a bit more alcohol. That's usually how that goes. This one has five eyes. Is usually how I finish that sentence. I was going to say you don't even see triple IPAs very commonly. They're uh, pretty rare. The um, well, the the Garage Project Turbo Fuzz I think is a triple. No, it's a triple hazy, isn't it? Triple hazy IPA. I thought it, I thought it was a double Nipah. No, this is getting yeah, so complicated. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically what I'm expecting is IPA flavors, but just everything turned the fuck up. Um, yeah, I think past eleven to eighteen. Well, what it, what it, I think their website says it's something like 150 IBUs, so expecting a lot of bitterness in it as well. Oh yeah, IBU is International Bittering Units or Bitterness Units, so, I something like that. Yeah, um, um, yeah, and it's a way to tell the um, it's a good measure of color, but also um, yeah, bitterness of a beer. Yeah, but uh, just one other note: the the F FA18 uh, is a fighter jet, um, which. Is so th- these guys are located about thirty kilometers or so from a Royal Australian Air Force base, and this beer is named FA eighteen percent, not only for the eighteen percent alcohol, but also uh, for the fighter for the jets FA-18s. that are are in the area. Um, and I didn't realize this before, but this was their Gabs twenty nineteen beer. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, I I I did not. Oh, I don't remember don't seeing say it. Gabs. All right, we've made ourselves sad, so I think it's time we open this can. <laughs> to quote Peep Show, don't say Gabs, because Gabs makes you think of Gabs, and I love Gabs. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's cure our sadness with a lot of booze. <laughs> I just got hit in the face with a little bit of it sprayed, and I can smell the booze. <laughs> yeah, I think they left beer out of this can. Oh, my word. <laughs> the pouring has begun, and so too has our demise. Does yours have any head on it at all? No. Uh, no, nor does mine. No wonder if that's as a result of all the booze. Or potentially how long I've held it. Um, Would that have lost carbonation in that time? Is that a thing? I mean, it's less than a year old, but not by much. It's packaged 30th of the 5th, 2019. Yeah. This should be all right. Oh, it'll be fine. Like some of the flavors might not be as full on, mm. but that's potentially for the best. But yeah. um, just give me yeah. one second and I'll take a photo of it with this handy dandy camera. All right, let's uh, let's begin I, the spiral to the end. Okay. There's, there's, uh, as well as being not a lot ahead, it's quite 
dark orange. Yeah. It's quite carbonated, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's some bubbles in there for sure. It's effervescent. Mm. It also... Ooh, yeah. Like, there's so much alcohol in it, it smells sweet. Yeah, I can smell it from here. It's like yeah. a foot and a half away from me at the moment. It's social distancing. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to break that law and put it in your mouth. All right, let's drink this hand sanitizer. Holy shit. It's definitely 18%. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't hide it. No, but it's also not like... It's not making me angry with how the alcohol just sits there. Like, Mm-mm. it's definitely boozy, but it's still, it's still a big old IPA. That's for sure. Yes, and it yeah. is very bitter. It um yeah, they were not fucking around with that with that IBU. No, they they're like at the end. There's quite a lot of hoppage going on, and that's quite mm. nice. Yeah. Um. Uh, I can feel the warmth in my stomach. Yeah, it's 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 hitting real quick. Yeah. Oh boy. Jesus. Um, um, all right. How do how do we describe this beer? Like it's it's basically fortified wine in terms of like where it sits in do, alcohol. Do you, that's actually a really good um, example. Actually, I think I think so. If anyone has drank uh, port or yeah. things like that, when you drink that and it's like you get the wine element coming through but then you get that mm-hmm. like rush almost like the burn of the the fortification of the extra alcohol yeah um that's what it's like is it's like when you drink a like if you ever have a particularly strong red wine and you're yeah. like shit that's boozy um it's a bit like that so you've got all those top end flavors of you know actually being able to taste all the all the beer mm. and all this sort of stuff but then you've got that like big kick afterwards and i yeah. think that's um if you were a casual beer drinker or not oh, you w- as fucking obsessed. <laughs> you wouldn't buy this. <laughs> well, that's a really good point. But if you, I, I, I think it's very fair to say um, if you had this at a party hmm. and you and me were there and, um, you know, a, a, a few of our mates who are all into their beers as well, yeah. I don't know of any of our other mates who'd be able to drink this. Not in yeah. a like macho way, just in that it's such a confrontingly strong flavor. Yeah, it is. Like I, I think because of you know the amount of time I've spent drinking IPAs and things like that, and having, you know, it's it's like any of these sort of craft uh, drinks. Once once you build up like the flavor palette and a bit of an appreciation for the different styles and mm. all that sort it's of stuff. It's almost like a tolerance. Well, it it is it is that to an extent, but it's also like building up a vocabulary in a way like not not only in terms of the language that you use to talk about it but also in terms of understanding what the flavors are where they come from and how to sort of pick them out if that makes sense yeah there's something as like just as you swallow it there's like something i can't quite put my finger on there's um there's a flavor there that it's 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 very Mm. sweet and it's also I don't know, tangy. It, it, the, I, it's so hard to describe this. Um, yeah, because it's not like it's not like um, it's not like drinking spirits where it's a very fine and re- uh, very uh, clean and refined alcohol. Mm. It's it's hard to describe when a beer gets really boozy mm-hmm. because if you have like boozy um, stouts and stuff like that, because they're so thick in flavour, etc. Yeah, and often they have such a um, a big fruitiness to them, or chocolate, or something like that. Yeah, it's like other other like, strong flavors. Yeah, it's easier to, for want of a better word, hide that. Mm-hmm. This comes through so intensely because it's hidden in a in a beer, which is a little bit more sort of like not dense and thick in terms of flavors, but more kind of like it can have it's, strong flavors, but it's not masking flavors. Yeah, um, I think. One thing I'm kind of noticing with this, you know, once you get past that uh, first hit of the alcohol, like it does taste pretty close to like an imperial or a double IPA in terms of, you know, the the hop flavor and then a, and then the bitterness mm. coming through as well. It's just it is getting past that hurdle of the alcohol at first hitting you right in the yeah. right in the mouth. Yeah, you can definitely taste that stuff. You've got to, like you say, you've got to kind of. 
you gotta kind of work to get there almost yeah yeah i um i wonder what this beer would like i know i'm I'm not even sure if they make this anymore but i wonder what it would be like uh fresher like if it was out of a tap or closer to the packaging date or something like that because like i said i've I've imagined this on tap yeah well (laughs) <laughs> like 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 I said, I've, I've I've had these cans since last year. I honestly can't remember when I bought them, but you know they're they're coming up on a year since they were packaged, and yeah, I wonder if sitting in the in the cans for that long, like they've been, um, you know, either in my pantry until recently when I put them in the fridge, like they've they've been stored out of sunlight or whatever. But um, I want I wonder if that would actually make a difference. Um, yeah, I would be inclined to say that it would, um, it tends to give, from my understanding, those, those, fri- those flavors a little bit brighter and a little bit more, um, it's not so much intense, but it's, it's the difference between sort of like boiled veg and grilled veg in that, like, yeah, you know, you could often get a bit more of like the flavor from a bit of grilled veg because it makes it's just a bit more vibrant in a way or yeah, a bit more... It. Yeah, like bright, bright is the, like the way I was thinking it's of describing really it, but I was trying to think of a better way. Yeah, um, I guess to, to to round off us trying to describe this beer, it's boozy as all hell. If you like stronger IPAs and you can get your hands on this, I'd say certainly give it a taste. I don't know if I'd, I can't remember how much these uh, cans cost, but I doubt they were cheap. I think they're $20 a piece. Something like that, but like for... Oh, my for, recommendation would be... If you are experimental, mm. do that. Yeah, that that's that's what I was going to say. Like, strong beers. No, knowing that this was their Gabs Festival beer, something that like I'm pretty sure every beer that shows up at, at Gabs is like brewed for the event as an experiment. So, uh, or most of them uh, are not. No, uh, the ones in the containers are. That, yeah, that that's um, what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I, the ones I think at the actual when, brewery stands not always. Yeah. No. I think when when it's advertised as a Gabs Festival beer, that means that it was made for the festival, not just. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that, um, that's why I say you know if you can find it, try it because it is meant to be that kind of pushing boundaries, experiment a little bit kind of beer. Yeah. Um, it's just occurred to me that um, like a very strong Belgian beer. Um, oh yeah, has that same booziness to it. Yeah, where you can really sort of like taste that like very sweet hit just before mm-hmm. like it's um yeah it, it's it's super interesting. Yeah, that's I, that's I, actually I'll say that that's something I would I would love to try to do more of is Belgians because I I have just not had very many ever and I I feel like there's there's a part of beer in general that i'm missing out on because of that like mm. not not only in terms of like belgian breweries but also the styles because i know there's a bunch of breweries in australia that do belgian style stuff i know la serene's okay. a big one for that um so yeah that, that's something well, I'd, I'd be very curious to try more of to see how that like recontextualizes some of these beers in my mind yeah absolutely i think um carwin sells is a great place to start they have a fantastic mm. belgian style yeah they belgian, do but i just um, i don't know where to go it's intimidating <laughs> Well, uh, just ask the guys, you know what they're like, yeah, they're pretty yeah. chill. But um, we should also, uh, before we crack into the episode, and, and it's not really related to this note, but we should also potentially spend some time checking out some of the German beer places around Melbourne, because I've been to a couple of them recently, and they are oh, yeah. highly decent. Yeah, you know, we this... went to that one after um, after our succulent Chinese meal on oh, Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was it called? Uh, House. House. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was great. There's, there's one opposite my place. I've never been there. Yeah, there's I think a couple in Richmond as well that I've seen recently. Um, ah, Beer Keller. It's yeah, pretty good. That's the one. But yeah, they have a big uh, stuffed bear outside. When when we're allowed, let's let's do a, an excursion, a field trip, if you will. Let's make it so. Yes. All right, Mike. Um, you have the unfortunate and dubious honor of leading this episode, so you're going to have to try and talk. Yep. Uh, through the haze that is going to ensue. All right. Well. Let's get into it. All right. So as I as I mentioned, uh, and as it says on Hope Brewery's website, uh, this beer is named after named for the F A eighteen fighter jets that uh, often fly over their estate and sort of the the region around there. Um, because there's a like I said, uh, an R A A F, or I'm just going to start referring to that as the Air Force because that's an awkward acronym. The RAF. We call it the RAF. The RAF. Um, we call it the yeah. RAF in the UK. 
Yeah, but that only has one A in it. This has two, and I want to distinguish between the two. Call it the RAF. The RAF. Yes, okay, the RAF. Oh. Uh, there's, there's a RAF base about uh, 30 kilometers away from the from the Hope estate. <laughs> can Go you, on. Can you call it the RAF and then like in a really thick bogan accent, the RAF? No, I'm going I'm to go with RAF or I'm just going to say Air Force and or that. Or the AF, I don't know. We'll see how we go with this beer. Um, <laughs> the Royal AF. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so initially I was thinking, hey, maybe I'll do some research into fighter jets because they're cool. Um, but the, yeah. the, more, the more time I spent on that, it just it felt like I was getting really close to promoting the military, something I'm not really a fan of. Um, so I yeah, threw that I, yeah, so I threw that idea out. Uh, so instead, what we're going to talk about today is the nicknames that aircraft are often given and where they come from. And we'll get into uh, why the, the FA-18 is called the Rhino and why this can should be named something different. Okay, that's a thing I didn't even know about, so I'm excited. Yeah. Can I just... Yeah. Um, because I was thinking about this just recently and I was like, oh, I should tell him. I was like, I don't know if it's going to come up in the episode, but because you're not doing it... Mm. Jet fighter specifically. Yeah. Did you know that one of the Indian Indian military air force strike fighters is called Tejas? Like I it's did, their most I didn't, like, and that didn't even come up in my research. And it and should it's have. like their like biggest model is called the Tejas, and I love it. Oh my because god! Because obviously we have friend of the show Tejas Chandrasekhar, and I always <laughs> love that it's called that. But also on uh, top of that, because I for some reason I was looking up his name. Also, um, T E G T E J A S, which is how he spells his name or rather mm. how his name is spelt, um, <laughs> yes. is also the um, Mexican slash Spanish spelling of Texas, which, of course, they used to own. Tejas. Yeah, okay. Tejas. So occasionally I just call him Tex. <laughs> so oh, I think of him as somewhere between a great. jet fighter and yeah, yeah, yeah. Tex, which is yeah. a wicked nickname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Do continue. So Fucking fill me in. F- f- first one on the list is the Rhino, uh, obviously, because we're drinking this beer. Um, mm-hmm. So... This is where like a little bit of frust- a little bit of research can quickly lead to frustration um, unless you're someone that only chooses data that reinforces your opinion. Um, <coughs> I'd never do that. <laughs> no. So Rhino is a nickname given specifically to the FA18E or F models, uh, which are also known as the Super Hornet. Um, it's basically a more oh, advanced Oh, that's another bear. Yeah, it's basically a, a more advanced version of the FA-18 Hornet, um, which I think is like models A through D, um, depending on which sure. iteration you're looking at. Um, uh, the, Black Ops have the Hornet and Super Hornet. Yeah. Uh, so the the RAF, uh, they have 24 of these Super Hornets. Um, however, they are all stationed at their base in Amberley, which is in southern Queensland. That's some 700 kilometers away to the north. So when, oh. so when they're saying that this is named for the fighter jets that fly over the estate, it's not actually the rhinos that are, that are in that base near the estate. No. The, the FA-18s... No, it isn't. The FA-18s, I was going to say, they could easily cover that 700 quite quickly, but I just realized that well, they wouldn't. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like The FA-18s that are stationed at that base near the Hope Estate are the FA-18A or B models, which are basically just like single or twin seaters. Boo. Yeah, so they've got Hornets for sure, but I, I don't, don't like think they've got Rhinos. Uh, well, so look. Do you like, know, if like, this beer like, was called the Hornet, I would also accept that thing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's certainly possible that the Rhinos had flown over the estate at some point, but they would not have been the more common of the two for sure. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is a shame. I do feel a little bit cheated, yeah. but still. I, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're, we're not here for, for pedantry, or at least, I don't know, not that much of it. Um, so, <laughs> this is a factual-ish podcast, let's Yeah, factual-ish. Um, so, no, we're here to talk today about nicknames for aircraft like... Uh, so, Hornet and Super Hornet are actually the official names given to them by the manufacturers. A lot of American fighter jet manufacturers will have nicknames associated with them and as as a result a lot of other manufacturers have done the same thing um Mm -hmm. but we're here to talk about the the other nicknames that they pick up um and you'll very quickly see why um some of them are honestly ridiculous and i lost my shit looking through this giant list of hundreds of them unfortunately not all of them have 
clear origin stories that I could find. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of cover a, a bit of both anyway. Um, okay. So as, at least in terms of the like rhino. So we, we, we're drinking the rhino. Here's where that nickname comes from for the Super Hornet. Um, the Super Hornet, Super Hornet has what's called a, a radome in its nose, which is basically just a weatherproof covering for the radar antenna. Um, apparent. <laughs> that sounds so technical. It's yeah. just like an umbrella. It's a radar dome. It's a radome, you know? Yeah. Gravox. It sounds a bit like Graviox. Um, <laughs> you probably didn't get that jingle. Um, the, no! No, no that, maybe that was just a New Zealand Australia product. I'm not sure, but Gravox. It sounds a bit like gravy ox is a thing I heard when I was growing up. Okay. Anyway. Um, continue. The Super Ornit has a, quote, rhino-like protrusion on its radome that isn't found on the Hornet it's based on, uh, which is where the nickname comes from. And oh. that is according to a literal US military website. My God. So that's where that, that's where that comes in. Um that's such a lame reason. Yeah, the next well, uh, the the next one's a, a lot better. That I got, I got the I got the softball out of the way there. Um, the next uh, group of these, I think I've got about seven. Um, they come from an article called Eleven Military Aircraft Nickname Origins" uh, on a website called duotechservices.com, which sounds like nothing, but they look to be a military electronics and radar services company in the US. So I'm pretty confident that they know what the fuck they're talking about here. Your ad uh, dollars have just paid for the military-industrial complex, Mike. How do you feel about that? What ad dollars? Anyway, let's move you on. You use Adblock, don't you? <laughs> no, I just use a VPN so my ISP doesn't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I don't want them selling my data. <laughs> Bloody hackers. <laughs> Dude, I am halfway through this beer, and I feel like I'm getting loose already. I need to keep moving. Yes, yeah, same. Keep going. Anyway, so I haven't pulled all 11 of these, because honestly, some of them are kind of not that entertaining. Um so I'm just going to go through the ones that I thought were pretty funny or uh, otherwise not boring. I'm literally losing all my words here. Anyway, first one on my list is the F4 Phantom. So Phantom is its initial uh, official uh, name. Uh, but that one is also called the Rhino unofficially. Um, oh, for the, the love of... The reason for that uh, is the rather large nose that it has, I guess, similar to a Rhino's horn. Um it's also said to have, quote, rhinoceros-like toughness, whatever that means in the context of a fighter jet. Yeah, that's wank. Yeah. And also, well, I, want to, um, I want to drop the, the most bougie joke uh, of all time, which on. is the, I guess, suppose calling it the Serrano de Bergerac would have been not particularly American. <laughs> I wish I got that. I wish I got that. Don't reference. worry about it. It's, a, right. it's a really dumb French literature joke. Okay. Well, we uh, oui, oui, monsieur, uh, bonjour. Um, <laughs> it also has another nickname, apparently, which is Double Ugly or Duff. Oh. Or Duff, oh. Duff, which apparently stands for Double Ugly Fat Fucker. I feel kind of bad for the plane, but... Yeah, so do I. Like, What's this one called? Which one? The F4 Phantom. What's the... Oh, Okay. I'm kind of. I want to look these up as I'm going through. Yeah, so I no, I, I thought about trying to figure out how to show you pictures of these, but with the current setup we've got, it's actually a pain in the ass for me. So what are you, you talking about? This is Zoom. You could share like yeah, a single tab. I I could. I'm not gonna. No, <laughs> correct. I knew. I knew Dude, how I like this go. plane. Yeah, well, it is. it's thick with a double C. The McDonnell Douglas F4 Phantom Two. Mm. There you go. go. All right. Um, does have a big nose though. It does have a big nose. All right, yeah, it's like fucking Celine Dion. <laughs> wow. Uh, the next one is the A thirty seven Dragonfly, uh, which is also known as the six thousand pound dog whistle. Okay, I just want to add that I just quickly googled the A thirty seven Dragonfly, uh -huh. and the second result was A thirty seven Dragonfly for sale. <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, yeah. So. The A-37 was in use during the Vietnam War, uh, flying at low altitudes, dropping bombs with uh, apparently incredible accuracy. Uh, its nickname, oh. despite the connotations in today's age that dog whistle carries, uh, is actually a lot more literal. Uh, it had engines that ran at about 21,000 RPM, uh, which produced a really high-pitched squeal, uh, hence 6,000-pound dog whistle. 
it was on. it was also known for the same reason as super tweet uh another, i just saw that another name that has a different meaning nowadays yes yeah, yeah. this is all very funny <laughs> yeah very uh, amused by this next one on the list i'll advise my fix <laughs> yeah next one on the list is the c141 star lifter which is uh, no, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to save the reveal for a minute. Um, so we're still in the Vietnam war, uh, with the C41, C141 Starlifter. Uh, am I allowed you, to look at it? Uh, you can look at it for sure. Um, you will not get the names based off of the looks. Uh, it was used Ooh. to transport over 500 prisoners of war, uh, that were being held by North Vietnam, which earned uh, it the- Con Air. No, earned it the name oh. Hanoi Taxi. Oh, yeah. It feels racist, although no, it's not. Wait, I'm, I'm going to save it here because it was apparently incredibly loud inside while it was flying, uh, which earned it the name Tube of Pain. <laughs> just, just such a stupid name. Yeah. Insert your own dick joke here, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Uh, vagina Dentata. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one is the A6 Intruder. Uh, That's a dick joke. Yeah, so get get a get a picture up if you can. Uh, the A6 has a few nicknames, all of which stem ah, from the old its... Grumman A6 Intruder. Oh my fucking yeah, Christ, what is all, that? All of the nicknames stem from the way it looks. Uh, so the body, for those at home, uh, not looking at it, uh, looks like basically a stretched out teardrop shape. Uh, with yeah, the, it's a... Like the fat part of the teardrop's at the front where the, where the cockpit is. Um, it's a weird looking plane. Yeah. So as a result, it is known by the names Drumstick, uh, Double Ugly. Mm. I don't know why that keeps coming up. Uh, and it my does per- look like like a big turkey. Yeah. Right? And and one of my favorites, I think, out of this entire list that I've compiled, Iron Tadpole. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah, in it. What do you fly, <laughs> Bobcat? What do you fly, Iron, Iron Tadpole? tadpole. <laughs> also, have you seen this fucking weird thing it has in the front? This like growth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's happening there. Um, it's hard to explain, but it looks like it has a weird like proboscis on the front. Ladies yeah, and this pr- and it might might be a, an antenna of some kind. Um, I guess. Anyway, it looks fucked. The next one is uh, the six U- things you probably never knew about the mighty A six intruder. I guarantee you, I didn't. Yeah, thanks. Buzzfeedmilitary.com. dot <laughs> com. Av geekery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. Um, next one is the U two spy plane. Uh, which is oh, yeah. mo- most well known for being shot down over the Soviet Union in 1960 and causing everybody a fucking world of hurt. Yeah, sweet. Good old Lockheed Martin. Um, and mm-hmm. this one was nicknamed the Bono. <laughs> no. Uh, so <laughs> it was apparently so difficult to fly that it earned the name <laughs> Dragon Lady. Ooh. Basically because it was just like unforgiving to uh, incompetent pilots. I'm not sure where the name Dragon Lady came from, but, you know, here we are. Uh-huh. Feels quite racist. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just, yeah, Dragon Lady was like mildly interesting, but I just don't know where that phrase would have come from otherwise. Um, so the it's odd looking plane as well. Yeah, the uh, penultimate one that I've got on this list before we move to a final speed round. Um, we've got the F fourteen Tomcat, uh, also known as the jet that appears in the Top Gun. I was gonna say I, I could hear the music. I mean, like, da, 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 yeah. da, 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 highway da. to the danger zone is probably what I'm gonna call this episode. Um, <laughs> so I I actually remember learning about that is such a good name for this episode. It really is. Um, I remember actually learning about this jet when I was a kid. Like I had a book of uh, it was like an encyclopedia for kids, but it had an F-14 Tomcat in it for some reason. Um, but the thing that like the thing that I thought was the coolest shit in the world is the fact that it can like change the angle on its wings like it can move them mm. uh between i think it's 20 degrees and about oh, i've actually got it here 20 degrees and 68 degrees during flight so it's, yeah. it's it's kind of similar to how some birds will like tuck their wings in to fly faster or dive so when it's, it's when it's locking its s foils in attack position yeah yeah um but basically like when the wings are you know basically pointing almost straight out from the body of the plane that's like you know slower flying and then it can basically pull them back in towards the body when it's going a lot faster um but it also has the nickname turkey so the nickname turkey comes (laughs) that's 
mainly from yeah no it comes mainly from those that worked around the f-14 on aircraft carriers um so when it was sitting at the catapults that they used to launch the planes off the deck uh it was you know doing its pre-flight checks and the flaps and the elevators and the rudders and all these bits and pieces were kind of moving as they were checking all the controls and apparently it looked like a turkey's feathers ruffling um yeah so that that was a part of it. Also, I see that. but also when it was coming into land on the carrier, uh, it would have its wings, you know, swept all the way out, and its when its wingspan was wide, rel- wide enough relative to the rest of the, sh- the the plane that it apparently looked like a large bird trying to fly, uh, trying to land. Sorry, so it's like a little bit awkward coming in, yeah. almost like you know, baby giraffe trying to stand up or something. Yeah, I'm looking at some like technical drawings now, mm. and it's like the the wing out and the wing back, and that's an insane level of difference. Yeah, it's a it's huge cool. amount of travel, and I've, I saw a, a picture of it with uh, asymmetrical wing sweep, which is basically like one of them tucked in and one of them stuck out, um, just that's as like a, just as like a demonstration more than anything. But yeah, it's nuts that they can do that while flying. Yeah, I've, no one wants to be like a. Um, one of those military tech lovers. Yeah. But there's certain things that are just uh, like... But I think between the F-14 Tomcat and the Harrier jump jet, that is some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. Um, so I don't mean to uh, do one-upmanship, but Go on. are, are you familiar with the uh, SR... Uh, 71 SR Blackbird? Blackbird? Uh, 71 Blackbird. Yeah. Yeah, that that, Uh, like that one. I wish I could have included, but it doesn't have a well. It didn't seem to have a different nickname other than Blackbird, and that one's actually fucking cool as hell. Yeah, um, I saw one on an air in New York once. Um, I think was that was that at a museum? Like, yeah, it's an aircraft museum. I I almost went to that uh, a couple of years ago, and then we just didn't have time. It's fucking rad. It's so cool, and it is massive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of massive planes, we're on to the final, the final one here. Is it uh, the Stratofortress? It fucking is. You know it. Oh, you fucking beauty! Yes. <laughs> uh, so the final one on the list is the B-52 Stratofortress, uh, which is its official name, um, which is yeah. fucking... It's a rad name. I love the name Stratofortress. It's a sick name. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bomber. It's basically a fucking massive aircraft. Um, it's... About as long as three buses and about as wide as four and a half. Yeah, it's it's a weird, like, uh, uh, it seems to me unusual to see a plane that's wings are so much wider than its yeah. span is so much longer than its length. Yeah, um, but its, its size also earned it the nickname Buff, which Buff stands for... Big, big Ugly Fat Fucker? Correct. Yay! I'm seeing a <laughs> pattern emerge here. You're learning. <laughs> this military military nomenclature is not necessarily the most no, intelligent. There's a lot of repetition as well. Yes, I'm seeing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but to to Love to this. to round this out, uh, what I've got next is a speed round essentially. Um, so I found on like an mit.edu website, it was just text on a page, like clearly some student project or something but it was just like a giant list of aircraft nicknames next to the actual like the name of the actual model itself um so i'm just gonna run run through a bunch of them because they don't have origin stories necessarily uh can i ask how many do you have uh i i've got like probably 12 to 15 of them in front of me Okay, do you want to pick some? I will pull their pictures up and I will try and guess what they're no, called. It's, no, I haven't even written down the model numbers except for like two of them. So no. that's, that's not going to work. I'm okay, just, save I'm, those I'm, two to last then and then I want to try and guess what those two are uh, called. No, actually, I've only got one. All right, I'll save that one to last. <laughs> so there, <laughs> were, <laughs> there, were, there were a few of them actually that were given the nickname Aluminium Overcast or probably Aluminium Overcast if you're in America just because they were huge and like and gray. gray, yeah. Um, there was one that was called Big Stick. Uh, it was actually like pretty similar size to the B fifty two, but it just had like this really long, thin body and massive wings. <laughs> so big stick it is. Um, big stick. I'm, I'm googling these as I go along. That by the might way. not. Big I, stick I, I don't is not know really if you want me to do that. No. Um, there were at least five uh, referred to as lead sled. Um, yep. And then there were the following, I don't know, 10 or so that I'm just going to read off real quick. Uh, we had the flying banana, the flying bathtub, the flying bedstead, the flying carrot, the flying coffin, the flying dump truck, uh, 
flying egg beater, flying gas station, flying prostitute. I don't like that one. The flying potato, and finally the flying shit house. Now, I don't even know what to do with any of those. No, the one that I've actually got the model number here for is the Lockheed C five Galaxy. You gonna? So it's, uh, it's 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 another one. I want to like, look it up, but it often brings okay. up the nicknames, and I okay. don't want to well, do I'll, that. I'll tell you that the plane uh, is like of a similar size to the to the B fifty two Stratofortress, so it's quite a large boy. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I told you the acronym was Fred? You will not get this. Is the first word fuck? Nope. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Flying? Nope. Oh, Jesus. I, this is probably terrible podcasting. No, so you might as well just. It's all right. Uh, uh, F words. Uh, hang on. I'm just going gonna, gonna to pull a full acronym out. Found round everyone's dick because it looks like pubes. <laughs> no, not even close. I don't know why, but that's the, literally the best I've got. All right. Do you want me to tell you what the answer is to take you out of this misery? Yes. All right. It is the fantastic, ridiculous economic disaster. All right. What is this thing called again? The what galaxy? The C5 galaxy. (laughs) The fantastic, ridiculous economic disaster. That's a good looking plane. I don't know. Probably something to do with how much it costs to develop, but I could argue the joint strike fighter is a worse example of that. Oh, the Eurofighter. Yeah. The $64 million a pop Eurofighter that yeah. when 2008 fucking um, recession hit, everyone cancelled their orders for yeah. and BAE, BAE lost fucking everything. Yeah. There's so many so many computers in that that if one of them fails, the whole thing falls to the ground. Yeah, yeah. The, what is it? The F-35 Lightning II. Yeah. Mate, you ever seen a Vulcan bomber? They're pretty sweet. I have not. All right. So... That's all the ones that I that I that I had. Um that's basically that that's my episode. That's done. Uh this beer is getting to me. Um so that is uh okay. military aircraft and their ridiculous nicknames uh a summary, essentially. I am I am going to give you one. Mm. Uh, okay. No, not like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you one. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna provide you mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing over in these antipodes, but to give a, to give someone one means to bang somebody in the Yeah, UK. no. Okay, it's, either, so, it's either that or punch um, them is yeah, maybe what I knew. But go on. Um, so there is a um, there is a plane called the... Uh, this is a World War II... Let me see. Yeah, World War II aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called the, the Short S-25 Sunderland. No? Yes, it's the Short S-25 Sunderland. And it was known as the Flying Porcupine. That's okay. That's yep. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the 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 German nickname for it was the Flying Porcupine. Very good. Um, and uh, that's because of its defensive firepower. It was basically impossible mm. to sort of bring down. It was a it was a seaplane, um, which was I believe a bomber. Yeah, patrol bomber. Okay. Um, and yeah, because it had. Uh, multiple guns and stuff um, on board for defense, including a rear turret mm. with um, four barrel Frazier Nash um, uh, large caliber machine guns and then like other random bits of ordnance across it. So it mm-hmm. basically made it quite impossible to shoot down. So they called it the Flying Porcupine. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could also uh, break out two Vickers K guns out the side of it and stuff like that. I'm sorry, wow. I'm some photos and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So basically, yeah, anyone coming to shoot it down was going to have a bad time. So yeah, the Germans called it uh, Flying Porcupine. Fucking hell. Yeah, but they they said it in a German accent, which was... Uh, das Flying sing. Porcupine. I wish. Uh, <laughs> Freigenders Stachelschwein. Mm, okay, so they said it in German, not just with a German accent. Yeah, Flying <laughs> Porcupine. <laughs> I don't know why they always sound so camp. Is it flying shit house? Oh, it's the flying porcupine. Fetch me the flying banana. It's... I don't know why I'm doing it in like a Monty oh. Python reading. No, I, I empty my nostrils in your general direction. No, like I realized that what I was doing was like a Michael Palin very high voice um, reading of that. Fetch me the flying carrot. Oh, it's uh, it's 
Spanish Inquisition ass. No, not, not, Knights Who Say Knee, I think, is probably where that's coming from. Ah. Fair no, enough. Okay. Trouble. We're getting into... Um, I always feel like any any um, medium of, uh, for want of a better word, entertainment or comedy or whatever, mm-hmm. it starts to lose itself when it starts to quote Monty Python. So I, we probably need no, to... No, I, uh, I think like we, we start to lose our juice when we hit the fourth standard drink in this can. That's what's happening. Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I'm on the struggle bus. Let me see where you're at. Hey, we're both uh, we're about the same, the same boat About there. the same point. Uh, yeah, look, it's, like I said, it's a it's a... Not a difficult beer to drink, but you have to want to drink it. <laughs> uh, that actually brings me quite nicely into this, Mike. Um, mm. Would you drink it again? Uh, I mean, like I said before, like if I could find this in a, a fresher setting, I'd certainly try it again. Maybe maybe less of it, but um, yeah, I'd be very interested to see how it is with like a more recent canning, maybe if I can find it on tap, I really doubt I'd be able to, but assume that was true. I'd give it another crack. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just like, a, like I know it, like Carwin, if you order a higher percentage beer, they'll usually give it to you only in like 150 mils maximum if you're mm-hmm. going to order it. Um, so probably like that, that's like a little less than half of what we've had today. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably do that just, just to, just to like test if the freshness makes a difference. Um, but that that's probably about yeah. it. Like, I'm certainly glad I've tried it. Um, I've, I've, I was curious enough to buy it in the first place. Uh, so, so here we are, but, um, yeah, it's not something I would buy a lot of if I was going to buy it again. Let's put it that way. I, I, I actually think that's a really, really good critique. Cause my, my initial reaction was I wouldn't drink this again. Like I'm glad I've yeah. done it. Yeah. And I'm glad I've tried it, but yeah. I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. But, your comments around whether or not I'd drink a fresh one, yeah, I think would, yeah, I'd love to try one that is like bang out the um, well, gate, especially and like see how that is. Looking at the photos of it on something like Untapped, where somebody's like got got it and poured it out and posted a photo of it, um, they 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 poured a bit different to what we had today. Like ours poured with basically no head, and I remember seeing pictures of it mm. that poured out with this nice head on top, and it looked like like most IPAs do when you pour them out. So. I, I do actually legitimately wonder if how long I've had these cans has made a difference to the experience. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it doesn't taste bad. I'll say that. Um, I just wonder if uh, like, like you said about like the brightness of the flavor or anything like that, if that would be different. Yeah, I would agree with that. So my, my issue is this, <clears throat> it doesn't taste bad, but it's not, I don't think a pleasurable experience drinking it. Um, mm. I think that the issue with very high alcohol beers, um, have you ever had anything like Carlsberg Special Brew or Tenant Super or Skull Super or anything like that? No. They're not really a thing over here, but in the UK, they are like tramp juice, for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. It's the very, very, very high alcohol beers that right. homeless people drink because, you know, gotcha. being homeless must suck. Yeah. Um, so those very, very high alcohol beers, I feel like... As I've said, with stouts and stuff like that, and there's the boozy, kind of like rich, thick, chocolatey, your yeah. fruitiness, stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's a lot more of a connoisseur's drink. I, th- I think it also, like, it fits better in that context. It does, yeah. Because you're, and you're, it works with the flavors. Yeah, you're sitting that high alcohol next to, like, a dark beer, which has, like, generally a pretty robust flavor, I guess. Um, mm. And usually there's no, there's, like, flavors in there of, like, chocolate or coffee or things like that and that often like balances better with the alcohol than i Mm. think something like an ipa does yes i agree but i think that with the for want of a better word lighter and by that i mean lighter in color and stuff Mm. beers i don't think the high alcohol or rather i think high alcohol is fine i think i've had double ipas that are probably up at the like 10 percent level yep but I think that is probably the point. There's a very delicate tipping point there. And yeah. I think unfortunately, because of how high this alcohol was, it's not a pleasurable drink. Um, yep. I was fighting to get through that. Don't get me wrong. The more I drank of it, the easier it got. <laughs> yeah, it always There's does. two reasons for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's two good reasons for that. Yeah. Um, 
I would probably try a very fresh one. I'd love to split a can of that. Yeah. I don't think we need a whole one. No. No, I've 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 done my I've done my dash with a full one. Um mm-hmm. yeah. I think the thing is like I think you can do a high alcohol lighter beer. Um you, you can do that for sure. I think it's just maybe harder to strike that balance with yeah, that than it is right. with a dark beer. Um and yeah. it, the, the, it too easily becomes this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the other thing I say is like because it, because knowing it's a Gabs beer, right? And we've we've spoken, I guess, off air about the the concept of a stunt beer, which is often what Gabs mm. beers are. You know, it's kind of it's a brewery experimenting. It you makes should, a lot more sense in that yeah, respect. Yeah, they're like pushing the boundaries of like complex flavors or an unusual ingredient or a high alcohol content, and they're brewing it in a small batch for something like a Gabs festival, right? And so in that mm. context, something like this makes a lot more sense, right? It's them. They've 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 come up with an idea in a brainstorming meeting and they've gone fuck let's do fa eighteen percent that'll be real funny and then they did it and then this is the result right it's not like they're sitting there refining a recipe over a long period of time to get to like a really stable product it's more just like ah Gab's twenty nineteen yeah. let's fuck some people up yeah it's it's prototypical rather yeah. than typical um hmm. uh so. Interesting. Um, glad I've tried it because I have seen it in such a long time going yeah. around and sort of, you know, it's been on the radar for such a long time. Yeah. Um, would I buy it again potentially if I saw a very fresh one? Yeah. But I'm not going to go out and recommend it to anybody unless they are, as I say, like, it's going to sound really wanky, but like a quite an accomplished or extreme beer connoisseur like you and me. So well, I guess, yeah, also the idea of spending... Because I don't think they would appreciate no, it. No, but also the idea of spending up to $20 on a single can of beer is pretty prohibitive to a lot of people that aren't like already pretty invested into that. 100%. Yeah. Um, quick question. how? What's the most you think you'd ever spend on a beer? Uh, you know, I've already spent like dumb amounts of money on single beers before. Um, I, 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 so so mm. without bragging, I've just... Um, I do know that my this month's pay packet is the one where I get not only my quarterly commission, but I get all my um, top-ups of my yearly commission. Right. I saw my wage slip today, uh-huh. so I'm very excited because okay. it comes in potentially tomorrow. I may buy that $55 can from Carwin Sellers. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, because last time we were there, you were like, yeah, I'm going to get this if this works out. And then I guess now's the time. Well, what I might do is see if they'll do me a bit of a deal on a couple or even all four of them yeah yeah because i imagine not a lot of people are buying 55 dollar cans of beer at the moment exactly and they have slabs of it yeah i remember seeing like i was joking with some friends because the the joke was basically like uh you know a thousand dollars how many beers could that buy right and someone was like at least four and so i went onto the one of the stores where i usually (laughs) hang on hang on that is technically correct. Yes, but I went onto one of the stores where I usually buy beer and I found on there a $250 bottle from Brewdog, yeah, I think. Right. Uh, it was one that was at 40, oh. 41% alcohol. Okay, so it's either going to be Sink the Bismarck? Possibly. Or uh, the like Atomic Penguin. Yeah, or but, it, but, it, but it was one where they like triple chill distilled it to like really f- refine the alcohol so that it got up to 51% yeah. and it was still only like a double IPA. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't need to exist. Um, to <laughs> yeah, but but this. I sent a link to that and I was like, "Here, you could spend $1000 on literally four beers." Uh but it does bring me to one of my favorite things I've ever seen, which is there and this is quite specific to my tastes. Mm-hmm. There is a beer, and I believe it's by Brewdog. Um it might be Tactical Nuclear Penguin. It might be that one. I've, heard that, yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah, it's one of the two. Mm. And I think it's one of the two, sorry. Um, and it's served, the bottle is presented inside a taxidermied squirrel. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Don't know. Um, but the squirrel's mouth is open. The bottle top yeah, yeah, comes yeah. through the squirrel's if, mouth. If I saw that on a menu, depending on the cost, I'd be like, I need to order that just to see... Just to know. I'm just going to have to just type in squirrel beer. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that search. $765 a bottle. Yeah. Okay, I'm no, I'm not ordering that. To get I'm your not reaction. ordering that. Let's see it. You seen this shit? Oh, my God. No, that mm-hmm. that looks like the... No. Oh. 
No, no, and I hate some of no, them have little outfits. No, <laughs> not no. even in, in his little morning suit. No, who is doing this? No, not at all. Oh. Um, and it, oh, that's it. It's it's the fifty-five percent. Fifty-five percent alcohol. Yeah, that is more than a lot of spirits. Uh, wow. I think you'll find it's more than um, the probably ninety-nine percent of spirits. I need to go to Brewdog. I actually don't rate Brewdog that highly. Don't no, get me wrong. I, I, I did just, just I drink want, an entire just, slab of them. I but. just want to see what their brewery experience is like if they're putting out shit like that. That is nuts. Um, I don't know. I, I I think I think Brewdog are a bit overrated. Personally, I think they've just. Also, I don't I don't like their business practices. So okay, yeah, that's a whole different well, thing. Let's talk um, about that later. <laughs> we, yeah, we have to finish this fucking episode. I got to finish this beer. Yeah, you do. I, I've just finished mine. And I'm letting its uh, warmth seep All right, through well, my well, while I soul. While I take this last mouthful, why don't you tell the nice people at home about our uh, social media enterprises? <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely can. And um, I've got a little caveat as well with it. So you can find us, if you are interested, on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. We are Hey Brew Podcast on all three of those. That's Hey Brew Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, some, I guess, one of the exciting news is that we are actually trying to up our social media presence. So you will be seeing a lot more content from us coming up. Hey. There'll be the same uh, podcast, but you'll be seeing more posts, more photos, more um, random bits of status, <laughs> especially as we sit around at home with yeah, nothing else was, to do. I was about to say, like, both of us just at home drinking beers. So we're going to tell you all about it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on, so please <laughs> follow us, give us a like, uh, comment on some of those things. That'd be fantastic. Tell a friend. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, please do recommend us to people who like to hear people talk. Um, <laughs> we are also available if you want to email us on hello at heybrew.zone. That is hello at heybrew.zone. And we also have hello, excuse me, we have heybrew.zone, the website where you can find every episode, mm-hmm. where you can find us, a little bit of blurb, everything you need to know about our episodes and where all the different streaming services we can be heard on. Yeah. And drop us a review and um, a star rating on your preferred podcast app of choice. That really, really helps. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I like Thanks, that. Thanks, man. I tried to keep that concise. Yeah, no, that I didn't was... know if you were still finishing that beer or not. No, that was, I, like, I was done. Yeah, no, that, I, I enjoyed listening to that. That was great. No, thanks, man. I uh, I have started emceeing semi-professionally, actually professionally at the moment. So, uh, well, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. (laughs) um, What I think would be a good time to do would be, um, Mike. Yes. We have a special thing coming up, don't we? Uh, Yeah. Okay, sure. I I can do that. Um, So in a little over a month, uh, we are coming up on... Hey Brew's one year anniversary ever since we uh you know put out put out our episodes to the world for the first time um which for the record is very amusing because the very first planning document exists from 2017 yeah um but and our first recording was in like Halloween yeah like if you've if you've been with us since I guess episode one uh you'll know that when we first released we put out what like five episodes at once just to try to yeah. Maybe it wasn't five. Maybe it was more like three. But I honestly don't remember. Well, um, I think I, I think it was about five. Yeah. You know, so we did. Yeah. So it was like here's a bunch of episodes. Here's what we're trying to do because uh, they got better over time, even within the first five. So um, mm. it feels weird to say one year anniversary, but in terms of uh, people that aren't us, it is a one year anniversary. Um, yeah, it's a very strange thing. Yeah, for us. We're, we're we're currently working on I guess what to do to celebrate that. We're gonna definitely put out a special episode on the actual date which from memory is the 29th of may um uh that is so, my understanding yeah. yes so look out for that um yeah we'll, we'll be putting out some stuff leading up to that as well uh yeah I, I don't think we've got anything more concrete than that at this point but we've no se- not yet we've but we are we are going to try and make it a bit special aren't yeah we? yeah we've certainly got time to figure it out uh now that we're all just sitting at home not doing a lot else yeah. yeah. So if you are a fan of the show and you want to be, for want of a better word, for the, for the idea that we have so far, mm-hmm. if you're keen to be involved or contributing to the show in a way that will be further revealed, keep an eye <laughs> on the socials. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll definitely be putting something out. Unless everything changes and we change our mind. Yeah. But either way, keep an eye on the socials. We love it. Hashtag <laughs> Please engagement. do that anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, wow, this episode. I, oh, yeah. I'm looking absolutely. at. I'm looking down at Audacity. It's already hitting one hour twenty two. I um. I'm hoping I can cut. Yeah, it you know those episodes when I'm really hungover. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's happening right now in real time. We're getting drunk and hungover all at once. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a mix. Yeah. All right. I think that's as good a time as any to wrap it up, don't I, you? I think it's probably best that we do. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Heybrew. I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Like, I remember part of my education in New Zealand was like, a standard drink takes your body about an hour to process. I mean, it was the education when I did my RSA, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and knowing that we just had 5.3 standard drinks in an hour, I'm wondering how the rest of my night's going to go. Oh. Because <laughs> like, r- yeah. right now, I feel like I've had maybe a, a 7% beer and I could go another. But I wonder if I, well, the f- I do that, I'm just going to railroad myself into hell.